Welcome back to the bed. <laughs> I can't even look at you. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny, but it looked like you were setting up something in your mind. <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome back to the Black Boundaries podcast. I'm Nick Butler. And I'm Terrell. And today we're talking about cultural norms. With a K. With <laughs> Culture. Terrell thinks that it's very important that we put a K yeah. for culture. When I put when I like upload it, it's gonna be culture with a K. <laughs> Wait, is it just gonna have a K or is it gonna say culture with a K? <laughs> like in parentheses. I like actually like that. I don't know better. why I gave you that. I like idea. that. I should have Yeah, you I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, Nick. Appreciate it. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. Oh man, now I helped. Giving me all the great ideas. He just like he just like adds on to an already good idea and makes it great. I love it. Yeah, but I don't think it's great, so sometimes you know, sometimes in this podcast we have a difference of opinions. <laughs> this is one of those times. But you know, that doesn't matter. Because we're still homies. You're really set on this K. Okay. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. It's your idea. <laughs> you were responsible for it. So we kind of broke this down because it's a really broad topic, and I feel like we could go into so many different aspects of it. And I think the first one that we wrote down was in terms of attraction, because right. we were having a conversation about what's considered normal. You think about attractive features. One thing that I found out that's extremely racist is like in Western culture, we have the Eurocentric version of what's attractive. Yeah. So like there's these old magazines, and this goes like way, way back, but just the most recent thing that I can think of is like magazines that were published in like the early 2000s, and it talks about what's considered attractive, like facial features, having a thin nose, longer, more pointed, having lips that were smaller, everything that you associate with like white people basically. Right. And they were saying that other features that were more, I forget what term they used. It it sounded racist though, (laughs) but (laughs) other features weren't as attractive, but yeah, very like weird sort of subliminal messages. Ethnic features. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So wider noses were considered less attractive. Bigger lips were considered less attractive. But then we see it happen, you know, over a period of time where big lips are now popular. Right. You know what I mean? You know, what's, what, what I remember growing up, Angelina Jolie, she, uh, she got like the lip injections or whatever. Everybody was, like, everybody was crazy about her lips. They were crazy about her I'm lips. I'm like, what? Yeah, she does have some big lips. Why y'all reporting on her lips? Like, this is so <laughs> weird. Right. And then it's like once white people do it, then it's cool. Right. It's like, oh, you know, okay, yeah, that's acceptable. We got all these like black stars that, you know, Ben had, you know, big lips or whatever. Yeah, the same features. It's not cool yeah. until like a white woman gets it. Exactly. <laughs> it's really strange. I was thinking about that with like French braids and the Kardashians like doing certain hairstyles and mm-hmm. it's like black people have been doing this literally forever. Right. And then once white people catch on to the trend, then it's like, well, we're doing it. It's not cultural appropriation and that's a whole separate argument but the fact that you don't even like acknowledge that it's a black hairstyle, an ethnic hairstyle is weird to me. Right. But, I mean, sometimes you see people give credit. Sometimes. Sometimes. But. Rarely. Yeah, it's pretty rare. (laughs) Now that I think about it, it's pretty bad. But, yeah, it's interesting because I was thinking about attraction. And in terms of attraction, it was interesting because the style in terms of fashion was to wear apple bottom jeans. Okay. Early 2000s. Yeah. And everybody thought that that was cool. But then when I moved to a predominantly white neighborhood, I didn't even say the intro, did I? 
You don't got to. I mean, not the intro. I don't even think I said, okay, I'm going to rephrase it because I, I think that I did, but I don't know if I said it. I think you said everything you had to say. Did I? Yeah, because like where we left off at, what you was talking about in my neighborhood. No, but I'm saying, did I start off saying in my neighborhood or did I say the thing to wear was, I felt like I skipped something. I mean, you can say it again. I'll say it again. <laughs> we'll, we'll play it safe. So it was interesting because when I lived in a predominantly black neighborhood, the thing to wear was apple bottom jeans and everybody considered that to be like cool and attractive. And then I moved to a predominantly white neighborhood and, you know, girls would just wear like short shorts and that was, I don't know, like attractive. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting how those things change depending on what culture you're a part of or, you know, region. I'm pretty sure cowboy boots aren't really the popular style up north. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. I don't even think. I don't even think when I was. I think. I guess when I when we were at Georgia Southern, I kind of saw some people wearing cowboy boots, but not really. I think I see yeah. them most, mostly here. You know, everybody. True. Wore, a good bit of people wear cowboy boots. True. And you could have that um, Southern charm, you know, be that guy who has the look, the Southern boy look, and then you go out somewhere else, Midwest or something, and they're like, "Uh, not really our thing here. So New Yorker, California, it's like a whole different vibe. (laughs) Because looks are all subjective. So, yeah. But I think borrowing from culture is sort of tricky, you know. What do you mean? In terms of like, you can do certain things like let's say that you're trying to fit in and you just want to be in with the style yeah i don't see a problem with that but when you take from people's culture and you have no understanding of it sometimes that's a bad idea oh yeah yeah, yeah. i kind of like people get in the chinese characters as tattoos and it's like do you know what that means most of the time (laughs) they don't know what it means it's just something they saw and they want it and you know they got like Something like, I love chicken and like kanji written on them. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. It's pretty funny. Oh, man. Have you noticed anything in terms of attraction from going to Georgia Southern and be different uh, places? Not really. I, I think like growing up, what I realized, you know, just being around black people and I guess like a couple of white people is, you know, black people typically like thick girls. Right. Nice booty. Usually, the girls are in now. The bigger, the better. Right. You know, back in the day, and you know, white guys, they just like skinny white girls or whatever. <laughs> like, but you know, the thing about black dudes is like, they even like, you know, thick white girls too, you know? Yeah, that's true. And like, you know, the white dudes, they didn't want those girls at all. <laughs> right. And, like, you know, dude, black dudes just like, all right, more for us then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, like you were saying, like now, thick girls are, they're in. You mm-hmm. know, they're, they're like, popular you know everybody everybody wants a thick girl now you know (laughs) exactly it's so interesting to see like the different ways that people go about approaching looks in terms of like body enhancements and things like that it's it's really interesting because that's something that's personal obviously to each person right but sometimes i just wonder like when it comes to a trend when it comes to what's acceptable when it comes to trying to look a certain way to have a certain appeal it just worries me because like people getting lip injections they think that it's just a cool thing to do mm-hmm. but they don't realize somebody else struggled with it not being acceptable for so long and then you just get to ride the wave and have the fun of having this you know new feature right yeah. it's like oh it's a plus for me but your whole entire life you're probably bullied for it or something you know yeah that's that comes with like a lot of things that um 
specifically in America that black people deal with, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of white people having dreads or getting cornrows right, yeah. or, you know, wearing, I guess, um, street fashion or whatever. Right, right. You know, that's that's, that's been, like, a huge one. Popular, popularized by black people, you know, mm-hmm. they can just do it and not be affected by it at all, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. The example that I was using was uh, Billie Eilish. I feel like I talk about her all the time, but maybe it's just because she's the only like <laughs> pop star that I actually know. So I always reference her. But yeah, if you look at a lot of her clothing, a lot of her fashion, it's like heavily influenced by hip hop and streetwear. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, she can wear those things. I don't think that it's a problem, but it is interesting that that's more acceptable now. But I remember growing up and everybody saying, oh, you'll look like a thug. You'll look like a gangster. Don't wear that. But now that an innocent white girl wears it, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's cool. To me, I feel like it's not really as, it's more of a problem or a concern for me when a regular white person does it more so than like a famous a white star. person. Because like, you know, yep. pop stars, they've been dressing like fucking. Right. Yeah. It's a part of their look too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you true. know, it's just like when you can see like the regular person who like can. I guess uh, just get away with like going going somewhere and you know not being um, stereotyped or whatever. Right, you know what I mean? right, yeah. Like they can go into like a store dressed like how. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, an urban person would dress or whatever, and not yeah. be like that. But you know, somebody else coming to the store. And yeah. They're looking at you. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I think about that with so many different, and that's what goes into fashion too. It's like biker culture. Like guys could have the tattoos and like you know the leather jacket, and it's like, oh, he's like a tough guy. It's yeah. like a cool look, but you don't think of him as like a gangster criminal, right? You know what I mean? But the association with black people and like streetwear is this thug image versus someone who's you know covered in tattoos and wearing. I don't know, boots and leather pants. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, know, right. Whole different approach. But yeah, I don't know. It sucks. It really does suck because I noticed that that's a universal thing. Even in other countries, you see, you know, people in Hispanic culture with a lot of tattoos and things like that, people are like, oh, it must be gang related. It's right. like, no, there's tattoo culture everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just something that's universal, but that's the first association because you have people like Trump calling people, you know gang members right. <laughs> just because of their race and it's like man it's pretty bad that you're spreading that it's pretty terrible yeah <laughs> yeah one of the funniest things I, I think that is pretty funny that air forces have had such a big comeback because i think about nelly and air force ones we were talking about the song oh yeah and then yeah, now yeah. we see you know young white girls on instagram Wearing Air Force Ones. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, even from, like, the recent resurgence of Air Force Ones, you know, the prices went, like, back up. Right. And, you know, back in the day, they were expensive. Then I think, you know, everybody, they kind of died off. Nobody was really wearing them no more. Mm -hmm. Then they came back. Yeah, and you could get a decent pair for, like, 80, 70 bucks back then. Now it's, like, I mean, I'm sure it's in the hundreds. Yeah, I think think it's, like, 100 something. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And then the thing is, too, is, like, 
I think we talked about this as well, is like when black people typically buy shoes, you want them brand new, you want them clean, you know what I mean, as a new outfit to go with everything. But white people, I noticed that there was this culture, at least a subculture of white people that like things that are worn. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea about that until I moved to Alpharetta and I was like (laughs) wearing a pair of Vans and this kid was like, oh, those are nice. But, you know, if they were worn in, they'd be nicer. And I was like, what? Yeah. What do you mean if they're worn in? And I was like, oh, they like the skater culture and like shoes looking a bit more worn. Mm -hmm. And now that's a thing. So it's kind of funny to see celebrities with worn shoes and you're like broke and you just got a new pair of shoes and you're all happy like oh look at my new shoes and it's like well (laughs) (laughs) Justin Bieber's shoes are worn (laughs) yeah yeah I I noticed that in high school when I was like in the 11th or 12th grade you know kids walking around with the white kids walking around with the dirty vans yeah it's like even like some like black kids who are like into like skate culture right right yeah (laughs) and it's so funny because sometimes people get confused about this and I've noticed this like so how do I say it so black people can start a trend, right? Right. And then white people start doing it. And then when black people start picking it up again because it's popular again, people think that it's black people taking from white culture. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's really weird. So the best example that I can think of is rock music. Black people invented rock music. We've right. talked about this before <laughs> with blues and jazz and all these different fusions of music. So it's funny how like rock made a surgeons sort of back in the 90s with grunge bands and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you had black artists who were taking from it and you know doing their own thing and people are like oh see you're taking from us and it's like no it was originally black already so it's just kind of interesting how that happens because kids would say that in high school like oh you know black kids are trying to do what white kids do Uh it's like that was never the case (laughs) yeah right right I feel like most of the time when we do do it we do it better Right. But most of the time when white, when white people try to do something like this, they don't do it better. Right, right. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, and I think it's because when you take from something that wasn't a part of a staple in your culture, it's a lot harder to do. Right. You know what I mean? It would almost be like me trying to take something from Asian culture and do it. I'm not going to be able to perfect it as well. I, could, I may be really good, and mm-hmm. they could even acknowledge that I'm good at it, but it's just something about it. It's, it's too deeply rooted in that specific right. culture. Right. You know, for me to take from it. So, yeah, hip hop will always be black. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the truth. It's just certain things, jazz, certain things in fashion will always be, you know, the ones to cultivate those things. And not to say that white people don't have their own things. They do. You know what I mean? But I just think when we tend to do things because of slavery, because of oppression, because of all these things that we experienced, we were told that we had to do things to the next level. Yeah, or you yeah, couldn't yeah. be average, you know exactly. what I mean? Or else you're behind, so. Like I always thought to be better than. <laughs> right, exactly, and a lot of people aren't you know, given that mentality, so it kind of reminds me of a guitarist like John Mayer, who's a great guitarist, blues player, really good. He'll never be B.B. King, but he's really good, <laughs> and I can acknowledge that, but it's interesting hearing about his story and his love for music and it was just like a passion that he could just play and you know go to these different places in Georgia you know he talks about being in Atlanta and all these different places traveling and playing music and it was so interesting because in this documentary that I was watching he talks about his struggle with trying to incorporate blues music into pop music and it was so strange to me because I'm like wow that was like the highlight of his struggle trying to break into the industry with this blues sound versus B.B. King who has to face racism who has to face you know being told that he can't play certain venues 
I'm sure plenty of times running into racist promoters and managers and all these different people within the industry itself. So it was just kind of interesting to hear those differences, like in terms of what they experience. Right. But yeah, it happens all the time. Goodness. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty sad. Um, Hmm. We have another one. Like, trying to think about the personalities. Other yeah, I think that was it was something like that. Yeah. Oh, manners was the other one. Oh yeah, man. We did attraction, fashion, and then manners. I'm gonna start this one, okay? And I'm just gonna throw it out there. People from New York are rude. I know that that sounds like a generalization, so if I offended you, I'm sorry. But I feel like people in New York, generally, because of the culture there, they're very fast-paced, and New York is very unforgiving. Right. (laughs) I've never been to New York, by the way. (laughs) Not that, but I just met people from there. Right. You know, growing up, I met a a kid or two from New York, and they were kind of like dicks. Yeah, and we both knew someone named Brooklyn. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, that's a common nickname, Brooklyn. That's funny. Yeah, the kid that I knew, Brooklyn, was ugh, super opinionated, super in-your-face personality. If he didn't like something, he'd tell you, bro, your shoes, bro, look at your shoes, bro. I'm like, oh, my God, this kid. Just so annoying. <laughs> right. And he never bullied me, but it was just annoying to hear his voice and yeah, hear him talk. Yeah, right. But I'm not saying that that necessarily is everybody in New York, but I think there is this sort of harsh personality and maybe it's just because I'm a southern boy <laughs> you know probably so maybe it's because of how I grew up yes yeah, I got somebody told me that they think guys from down south are soft yeah right but I'm like I don't know I think y'all just kind of like up north in like in the east coast area y'all kind of like just normalize being rude or something to to people right yeah <laughs> that's why you think people from down south are south or whatever yeah and it's funny because whenever you see people play southern characters it's so extreme right They're like hi how are you I hope that y'all I'm like what is that like what are you <laughs> and it's like some lady with like lemonade and tea right and it's just so funny how exaggerated it is but it's it's funny because like I, people down south aren't soft at all long thing because you know we grew up pretty like tough with like you know our like moms and right i think usually the moms like you know our, our moms down here they, they're usually like tough like you know most black people have like you know a similar experience like with right you know, mom you know tough yeah. love or whatever not even tough love they just like they're they're not gonna tolerate yeah Yeah. they're not gonna tolerate mess basically (laughs) that's what it is (laughs) and i think that's the issue it's like people look at it as we're soft but we're just polite you know what i mean it's like a common courtesy and there are rude people in the south but you know for the most part when you address people when people are you know having a conversation with you you try to be polite yeah sometimes you know of course you have rude people all the time exactly but yeah it's a balance (laughs) yeah i know um somebody somebody told me that like her and her sisters were like abrasive and you know they from up northeast coast and i was like I was like abrasive. I was like, I think I know what that means, but I, I was like, I had to like look up abrasive, and abrasive is like 
showing little concern for the feelings of others. Harsh. I'm like, that's what you consider yourself? I'm like, you consider yourself harsh, not even blunt. You're harsh. That's kind of, that's kind of terrible to like, you know, that be like a part of your general personality. Yeah, I know, right? Don't tell anyone that. Yeah, like, work like, on that with a therapist. Man, don't tell me that. Like, yeah. I hope, I just hope people up north aren't all abrasive. Right. <laughs> You know, since I've never been to New York, I imagine like walking down the street and just stopping people and being like, where do you have to go? It's just where do you have to go? It can't be that big of a rush. Just slow it down a little bit. It is interesting (laughs) how, like, you know, it seems like they're always on the move. Yeah. Well, I guess they have to hustle more up there since I guess everything's way more expensive. I don't know. Population. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Then, you know, how do you think people's personalities are here compared to back home in Georgia? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is how you know that I'm not biased. I lived in Georgia my entire life. I've traveled to certain places, you know, around the U.S., and I can say in terms of where I've lived, the best place. uh, My voice is cracking. Hold on. Right here. (laughs) I'm dying over here. I don't know what that was. So to be completely honest, I have to say out of all the places that I've lived, Texas has been the best so far, at least San Marcos, Texas. People are way more, how do I say it? They mind their business. It's like, I feel like Georgia was an odd place because it felt like everybody always has a response to everything. Right. And here I feel like people don't judge you as much. It's just kind of like, oh, cool. Okay. You know what I mean? But I feel like in Georgia, people are really like nitpicky and sometimes they're just interested, like older people. They're like, oh, so what is that? So, oh, so are you doing this? And it's like, oh, God, just leave me alone. Right. (laughs) Let me be me. I can see that. (laughs) But I think also it's the culture here. You know what I mean? Like, at least this particular city oh, yeah, is very yeah. it's different. It's more laid back here. Yeah. It's People a little hipsterish. Nice, it's liberal, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because in Georgia, it seems like, you know, in terms of appearance, my dressing, you know, clothing and fashion and stuff like that, I feel like I get judged a lot more in Georgia. People looking at you like, ah, oh, he's got a man purse. I do yeah, have a man purse. I could, I could see being in, like, the Atlanta area. I think people expect you to, like look a certain way mm-hmm. being there yeah <laughs> when you don't fit that that's when you know exactly <laughs> yeah it's so true people always had questions in georgia like oh your pants are cropped like why why are your pants cropped I'm like i i like them this way i don't i don't know how to explain it to you like <laughs> it's so interesting they'd be like yeah your pants are a little bit high maybe you should find like some longer pants or get extensions i'm like i that's the point that's how they're right raised, that's know? funny yeah <laughs> they always had questions so weird <laughs> man yeah. do you run into that a lot when i was in georgia yeah uh, i think about yeah when i was in high school you know certain things that i wear because i was like really into fashion Mm-hmm. And wearing different kinds of things when I was um, in high school, and you know, somebody would always have to say, somebody would always say something about something right. I was wearing, you know. Yeah, had like this vest I like to wear, hmm. and it wasn't like a like a wearing a winter vest. It was like you know, like a suit vest kind of. Oh, okay. not, even, not even really a suit vest because it wasn't like a suit. It was like came by itself, and oh, okay, I see like what you mean. Wear. Yeah, and yeah. Then, you know, I wore scarves, you know, because Kanye West. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I'm a scarf man. I like Stuff a good like scarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like like wearing scarves when I was back then. But, right. Yeah, you know, somebody always says something about it. You know, 
Sometimes positive, what, sometimes negative. <laughs> right. And I feel like we have to deal with that because we're black. If we right. were white, they'd just be like, oh, he's probably like some kid who's into fashion. Right. You know what I mean? But when you're black, it has to be something. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, maybe he's gay or maybe he's, you know what I mean? It's so specific. And it's like, why? Right. Why does it matter? I can't just wear what I want to wear. It's, it's funny because, like, you know, we did, like, you know, the senior superlatives, like, you know, best dress and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the guy who won, he was a black guy, black kid, and all he wore was suits. Oh, man. And not even, like, fitted suits or nothing like that. Just suits. Just suits. And I was like... There were so many other like black kids who like dressed good. Yeah, like dressed were wore different things, and he, he won wearing suits. And I was like, that that's says, so I think weird. I think that said like a lot, you know, about yeah <laughs> what, what people thought. That makes perfect sense because you know I went to a predominantly white high school, and the kid who won best dress, I think he just wore the preppy typical you know button down oh that's funny yeah and those khaki <laughs> shorts that white people love so much yeah <laughs> nothing wrong with crazy. them but i'm just saying it's like that's what everybody wears in college like, yeah all white kids. it's yes the preppy like fraternity <laughs> kids they all wore that and yeah. i was like oh that's just like what his parents probably like yeah you know what i mean ralph lauren yeah so it's just interesting because it wasn't his style right. it's just so I'm sure that the other teachers and adults and people thought that that was like fashionable yeah. and it wasn't <laughs> at all. Wow, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't unique at all. <laughs> huh. I hope that when I travel and when I get the opportunity to do it consistently, I won't have a bunch of negative assumptions because I grew up in the West. Right. And I hope that there's, you know, decent people out there that I connect with and I don't judge every experience based off of one or two things, which normally I wouldn't, you know yeah. what I mean? But it's interesting what we're told is normal in terms of manners. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think about some of the stuff that we do and I'm like, how is that polite at all? No elbows on the table. Like, what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? It's <laughs> That's so, so stupid. stupid. Like, dude, I'm in my space right now. Like, nobody is near <laughs> me. I can put my freaking elbows right here. Even if I was at dinner with Obama, I feel like I'd still do it. Right. Like I'm not gonna. And if he got offended, I would be so shocked. I would. I would be shocked too. <laughs> uh, I'd be. I'd be surprised if his elbows weren't on the table. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm just trying to impress you. <laughs> Obama. <laughs> That's funny. That'll be hilarious. But yeah, there's a lot of things that we consider to be normal, and our manners are not really polite. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of strange. You know what I like in Asian culture? I don't know who, I don't know every aspect in Asian culture they do this, but the the bowing thing. I like that. I like that too. That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> it would be weird if we adopted it, but I wish that there was a way to. Because to oh, me, right. it's more respectful than just reaching out and shaking somebody's hand. Plus, I don't want to do that anymore. Especially now. Right, exactly. Now we got to do something else. Yeah, (laughs) a head nod or something. That's what I love about the black community. The head nod is beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's just a perfect acknowledgement, (laughs) especially when you witness something. Mm -hmm. Like, you hear somebody say something, it sounds weird, and like you're like, oh, yeah, this guy gets it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I know I wasn't the only person who heard that weird thing. Yes, exactly. That was just said. Oh, man. And I get it a lot from older black guys, you know, going out certain places, get the nod. I'm like, oh, you're here. Good, good. (laughs) And it's I don't know if it's a security thing. I don't I don't know what you call it. But when I go out to certain places and I see another black person and we do the head nod, it's like a 
I don't know. It's telepathy. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black telepathy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that Key and Pill sketch. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're talking to each other. Like That's a, so interesting. What about the, the black person shining or some shit? Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> full of conversations. Man, I like, um, I think like I, I, I especially like seeing black people when they like not here. Because, you know, I don't see many black people here at all. That's true. Yeah, it is rare. <laughs> it is very rare. Man, when I do see black people here, I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, let's let's talk, please. Right, I was um, <laughs> I was uh, standing behind an, an older black guy in, um, in line the um, at the grocery store this morning. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? I was standing in line at the grocery store behind an older black man. Right, <laughs> earlier today, and that was nice because he was yeah. like, you know, just seemed like a. What a black person that I see back in Georgia. I'm like, okay, this is comfortable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It, it comes from being oppressed and it comes from being excluded. So right. like, it's like a security thing for sure. Yeah. Not, I, I won't say every black person because sometimes you nod at a black guy and you're like, oh, he's just, yeah, he's right. in this world. Right. <laughs> this right. is his world. He's True. used to it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever like saw a white person that was like comfortable. Yeah, I don't think or so like either. I, or like like I more comfortable. comfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you know them, then it's different. But if you don't know them, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, just it's like, a little I'm still, harder to. Still. Yeah. In my mood or whatever. <laughs> and it's interesting because some white people would be offended by it. But mm-hmm. the funny thing is we're the ones who are subjected to the racism and the exclusion and the oppression. So it's like, I love to go places and just be comfortable around white people. But the reality is when you try to do that, typically it backfires, at least in my experience, because I've tried it. Right. I used to go to the skate park with people and then it's people who get too comfortable sometimes. And then it's like, ah, he thinks that this is okay. And now I have to say something, you know what I mean? And it's always the smallest thing, you know, we'd be having a conversation about something and then they're just like, Oh, I hate Afros. Afros are so ugly. And it's like, see, this is what I mean. (laughs) Now I have to have this weird conversation with them and tell them how that excludes one specific ethnic hairstyle. And then they're like, Oh, I didn't even think about it that way. Typically they say that, you know, but you still have to have those conversations and Mm -hmm. it's really uncomfortable because then it makes me think what else don't you like you yeah know? for real goodness gracious <laughs> or white kids being like dude you're so cool man like i didn't know because like you're black and i just thought and it's like man that sucks you know what i mean like yeah you just had this idea in your head because of your parents and i can't even blame you television politics that's who i blame you know what i mean yeah. all those influences because you're just, just a kid you know it, it's, but, it's like a, you know a lot of aspects of you know today's media that just terrible make black people look bad right <laughs> you know right. some people never even like inter- really interacted with black people before right and, and have this whole agenda yeah. like <laughs> when i meet a black person this is what i should expect it's like what yeah yeah and that's why like you know in other countries i guess like um for example i think like in japan and um china i think every time i see like a black person's account of like visiting there they're like they're just like being stared at 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. You know, you know, people like coming up to them, wanting to take pictures and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I don't know, it kind of feel like a, you're like a zoo animal at that point. <laughs> yeah, it does. I know my sister said when she went to Korea, she did study abroad in South Korea. And she said people would come up to her and say the most random stuff ever. Mm-hmm. They come up to her and be like, <laughs> Venus and Serena? And you're like, what? Oh, my Just goodness. like Venus and Serena, like black people. And it's like, oh, why? You know, like why? Why did I need to know? Like, I don't know Venus and Serena. Right. <laughs> yeah, see, that's like a weird cultural thing. Like, they think that it's fine that they can just walk up to people and say that. Yeah. And you know what? It's like, I get it because they're interested in something. Yeah. So that's the good part. But the bad part is, it's like, that's what you had to reference. Yeah. Instead of just saying, hi, how are you? Exactly. Oh, you're American? Have a conversation. You yeah. Know? But yeah, I, I think that that's so weird to just walk up to somebody and be like, Michael Jordan? It's like, I... No. <laughs> Do I say no? Just, oh, no, 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 Michael Jordan. No. I'm not... I'm not him. If you, <laughs> I'm Nick, Nicholas Butler. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Just say no. <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And I know, you know, I'm sure when I travel, I'll do something stupid at some point that I don't know. Yeah. I heard that there's this thing, and I don't know how true this is, but like how you sit and you put one leg up mm-hmm. and your foot is upward. Apparently, that's like really offensive. Oh, certain yeah. places, like your soul you know of your shoe being facing upward i don't know it's something like that oh yeah and yeah. and i heard people get really mad about it so okay i'm sure i'll do something just casually and not know but hopefully they can identify me and say well clearly he's a tourist yeah so yeah, yeah. let's just warn he him won't kick his ass <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know um when i was young i used to like play these play this one game on this one website i forgot the name of it but i know it will like tell you things about like different cultures so I know it was like an, I don't I don't really remember the, the specific cultures, but I remember like the specifics of like the questions or whatever. Yeah. But it was one like if you if you ask for seconds, the people there will be offended. Oh. And then if you don't lick your plate, people will be offended because they'll think it's not food's what? not good or something like that. Yeah. But if like you ask for seconds, country. yeah, they'd be offended. But this is like different countries. Right, 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 right. Yeah, That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, my sister was telling me that in terms of certain Asian cultures, if you don't slurp your food. Yeah, yeah. Then that it's was like, on that game too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then it's not considered good. Like mm-hmm. it's a compliment to eat a lot. Yeah. And it's funny because when I go to certain friends' houses who are foreign, that was a thing. Like yeah. if I come over and I don't eat, they were upset. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. My friend's mom was like, do you not like my cooking? I'm like, no, I, yeah, I literally like just ate. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I took it to go plate. But next time I made sure whenever to I go eat, to his yeah. house, I'm like, OK, don't eat because you're going to eat there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know um, if you ask for ketchup in uh, France, chef will be offended. Wow. Yeah. Oh, because you're putting an addition, I guess. I guess, I guess like ketchup, that's probably mainly an American thing, maybe. Oh, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I can't. This is going to sound bad, but I can't blame other countries for hating us sometimes. I can't either, (laughs) especially now. Yeah. A lot of the things that we do, it's like, man, I just I I get it. I get it. (laughs) And I hope that they know that I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) So when they come and they're like, dude, I can't stand. I'm like, bro, it's all right. I can't stand certain things either. (laughs) Because I could only imagine watching TV 
and you know making assumptions about Americans. Yeah, it's terrible. It'd be really terrible. My friend from Spain was telling me one of the only channels that he got where he was. It was a few channels he got some sort of judge show like Judge Judy or something like that, which is already a bad start. Yeah. Um, I think the Kardashians, whatever show. And then I think he said like Dr. Phil or Oprah, something like that. The worst shows. So yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah, all drama. So he basically just got drama. And I'm sure he saw things on the news, but yeah, I'm assuming when he came here, he had a lot of hilarious <laughs> stereotypes that he probably thought were a thing. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I guess the main thing is that cultural norms are relative and I feel like when you travel and go certain places, you should be respectful of those norms. Yeah. Even if you're a little uncomfortable. I mean, don't go out of your way and do anything extreme. But yeah. I think, you know, you should definitely adhere to the rules. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. As best you can, you know, you should be looking up stuff before you go somewhere to see, like, what should you do and what to not what not. Right. Do. And do the same thing with fashion, too. Like, I look into the history of stuff sometimes before I buy things. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see yeah, certain yeah. symbols. I see certain styles. And I'm like, where did this come from before I just throw it on? You True. know what I mean? And, of course, you don't have to, like, dig super deep. But I think it's good to have a general idea. You yeah, know? yeah, definitely. You know, and us, when we go to New York, we're not going to assume everybody from New York is a terrible person. person. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. That's all I hear in my head. Oh, my goodness. I'm just going to walk in for a slice of pizza or something simple, and they're going to hate me. They're going to just hate me. Probably. <laughs> Until we actually go, we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go to New York someday. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. So thanks for tuning in to Black Boundaries Podcast. I'm Nick Butler. And I'm Terrell. And we out. Peace. Peace.